You're listening to The Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey there, you're listening to episode 97 of the Blended Family Podcast. By the time you're listening to this, we will be in the aftermath of Hurricane Matthew. I don't know if you've been watching the news, whatever part of the world you're living in. Though I'm recording this before the storm because I am expecting to lose electricity and I wanted to make sure that you had a show this week. I'm right on the east coast of central Florida and the projected path shows it's heading right for me. We haven't had a hurricane here in a long time and I don't usually worry about them, but this one we might be in trouble with. We put on our hurricane shutters today, but if it's a category four, like they say, it's not gonna be good for me. We sent the three girls up to Orlando with our exes, so they're safe there, even though Orlando is also expecting to get hit, but not as much. It should be more mild there. We've decided to stay in the house because, well, we have three dogs and my mother-in-law, plus our son, of course, and it's too hard to leave, and we also have some friends coming here that have no place to go. The hotels are all booked up everywhere, and we wouldn't know where else to leave to. Amy, Sean's ex, did offer us to go there in case it gets too bad, but for now, we're going to stay because, like I said, there's just too many of us. If you don't see me on social media this week or if I don't answer emails, it's because I can't. If the electric is out for an extended time, I may fall off the grid for a bit, but I will try to update everyone on the Facebook page as soon as I can. Today's show might be a bit shorter than usual since I still have a lot to do to get ready for the storm. All right, so no other special announcements today. Let's get right into the topic. Are you dealing with a taker? Someone who is always taking but never giving back. They come around when they want something, but when you need something, they're never around. I think we have all come across someone like this in our life, in our family, at our job, or even maybe with a friend. In a blended family, it can be an ex-partner, a child, or even a current partner possibly a parent or in-law. It doesn't matter who it is. Today, I wanna help you open your eyes to see who is a taker in your life and to help you work through it. And if you're listening and you determine that you are the taker, then you can try to do something about that. Let's start by talking about what exactly a taker is. I'm going to give you some examples or signs of what a taker might do. They will always come to you for advice or help, but they're never there for you when you need a hand or an ear. They act like they're listening to you when you pour your heart out to them, but you can tell that they're tuning you out, and then they start talking about themselves again. They only help you if there is something in it for them, never just because it's the right thing to do. Every conversation begins with me or I. They never ask about you or how you are. When you do give to them, they never say thank you or even act thankful. They talk a lot, but rarely listen. They never go out of their way for you, nor do they call you or check on you to see how you are. They have no empathy and can never put themselves in someone else's shoes. They have a sense of entitlement, thinking that the world owes them, and they think they're always right. When they do take from you, disappoint you, or hurt you, they have no feelings of regret about it, and they never apologize when they've done something wrong. So... 
does any of this sound familiar to you? Can you think of someone in your life who's a taker? Remember, just because someone might exhibit some of these traits doesn't mean they are a taker. No one is perfect, and sometimes people make mistakes. You'll know if you're dealing with a taker if they're doing many of the things I mentioned. The next question you want to ask yourself is why? Why does this person do this? Well, the first thing you want to notice is, this how they are with everyone, or is it just how they are with you? If they're acting this way towards everyone in their life, well, it has nothing to do with you, and it's just the way they are. If it's only to you, then you might want to look at your own behavior. Some of us, myself included, are natural givers. So when I say this, I'm not blaming you if you are. It's just that our own actions can cause some trouble here. See, some people take advantage of those of us who like to give. There's nothing wrong with being a giver, but it comes with problems. I get myself into all kinds of trouble because it's my nature to be a giver. It's who I am. I love to help people, and I will spend my free time doing everything I can to do it. And that works for a lot of people in my life who appreciate it and who don't try to take advantage of me. But we all have that person in our life or people who know this about us, and they latch on and drain our energy. They just keep taking and they never offer anything in return. And those of us who are givers sometimes don't realize we have created a pattern with the taker. Once you've done that, it's hard to change it. Now, I don't want you to feel bad if you're a giver. It's a good thing, much better than being a taker, but I don't want you to get hurt. Sometimes it's okay to worry about yourself for a bit. It's okay to say no sometimes. You can't always fix everyone else's problems. And most of all, it's okay to ask someone else for help or to ask for something you need. Trust me, I can't tell you how much I struggle in this area and I need to work on taking my own advice. I'm telling you this because I truly understand how difficult it is. I'm working on myself too because I know that takers gravitate towards me. That's the way it works. What can you do if you're a giver? You can work on it. Try making an effort to pay attention to yourself. How much of yourself are you giving do you give and give even though it hurts you? You know, we have to teach others how to treat us. Learn how to ask for what you need. If you can't ask the taker, try asking others for little things. This doesn't mean material things, but if you need help with something around the house or you need someone to listen to you, then ask someone who you know will do it. And that will get you comfortable with asking. Even more, it will get you comfortable with receiving. A natural giver feels funny receiving help. A giver would rather give, but it's so important to learn how to accept from others. And even if the taker in your life never gives back, at least you have others in your life who do give back to you. And that's really what I want you to learn. You deserve to receive help, love, and whatever else in this world you might want or need. You should never feel guilty about that. Let's get back to the taker, though. I only wanted to talk about givers since often that's how a taker knows who to gravitate towards. By the way, the rain is coming down right now and my lights are flickering, so I'm not sure if I'm gonna get cut off. I'm gonna try to hurry up here. So if you have a taker in your life, what are you supposed to do? Many times, this is going to be a person who is close to you. It's not someone who you can just walk away from, especially if it's family. The best thing to do is try to find a way to turn things around. Keeping things as they are is going to end up a disaster in the long run. First, you might want to ask yourself, is something going on in their life that has caused them to act this way? So 
If they weren't like this until a recent life change, like a divorce, loss of a job, or a health issue, for instance, it might be possible to excuse some of their behavior. If there's no reason for it and it's just their personality type, you might want to pull away just a bit. Again, with family, it's really hard to do, but you don't have to cut this person out of your life. You might want to start by slowly being a little less available. Say no every so often. See what happens. If you do this very gradually, the taker might not notice as much. Obviously, cutting them off from you completely would be very noticeable and cause an issue. When you do say no to someone who is used to you always saying yes, you will most likely get a reaction. It could be annoyance or anger, but remember, this person is doing that because they didn't get what they want out of you, and they think by reacting, you will give in. And make sure you don't, because then you will be showing them they can still control you. You can be nice about it. You can say, I'm so sorry, I wish I could help, but I really can't this time. Make up whatever excuse you have to. Eventually, when the taker sees that you don't give in to their every whim, they may find someone else to take from who will give them what they need. Now, if the taker is someone you can talk to, like a partner or child, it might be helpful to have a conversation about it. I know that's hard, but without communication, the person may not realize that their actions are hurting you. You need to let them know. You can say, I love being there for you, but I feel like sometimes when I need you, you don't really come through for me. Or, I really enjoy helping you with your workload, but I fall short of time, and I would love it if you can help me around the house sometimes. Do you see how I'm wording that? There's a way to do it so that they don't get on the defensive. You need to let them know that you don't feel supported and why, and then you need to tell them clearly what it is that you need from them. Give them the opportunity to fix things, and I know that is such a hard conversation to have, but if you don't speak your mind, things will never change. What if the taker is someone you aren't very close to like an ex? This one is tough. If it's your own ex, you might be able to say something, but if it's your partner's ex, well, probably not. How do you deal with this? What does that even look like? An ex who's a taker might expect you to do everything for the kids while they don't do anything. They might ask for lots of money for kid things like clothes, sports, and school expenses while they don't contribute. They might make you do all of the transportation. Those are just a few examples. And the problem here is that if you stop doing the kids are the ones who will be affected. The ex has you over a barrel and they know that they can. They can use you since you won't want the kids to go without. You don't have to go out of your way for an ex to do something personal that they want. But when it has to do with the kids, you've got to do it. If you don't, will the ex step up and take care of it? Only you know. Only you know the type of person you're dealing with. And most takers won't take care of anything if the kids, they, they won't care. They won't care if the kids get what they need or not, as long as they don't have to do it. And I really wish I had a solution in this case, but I don't. I can't tell you to not do things you need to do when it affects the kids. And it's unfortunate that this happens a lot. In this case, all I can tell you is to keep in your mind that you're doing the things you're doing because of the children. You're doing it for the children. It's not their fault that they have a parent like this and they still need what they need. My advice, though, is to write down everything you're doing and everything you're spending in case you need it in the future for court. Maybe you can apply the extra money you spend towards child support. It also can help in the future in case of a custody battle. Keep in mind, though, 
you do not need to do anything for the ex when it doesn't relate to the kids. And I'm sorry, that is probably not an answer you want to hear. I could tell you to put your foot down and don't do a thing they ask, and you are entitled to do that too. But depending on who you're dealing with, well, that might not go over well. You know how I am. If you've been listening to me for a while, I'm all about not rocking the boat or causing an issue that'll make things worse for you. And the last thing I want to talk to you about on this topic, if you are listening and you realize you are the taker, you can own that. Take responsibility for it. And that's hard to do too, but just look at yourself. Know that you might be taking advantage of others. And remember, you might be getting what you want and need from others right now, but at the same time, you're pushing them away. You're damaging relationships. So practice giving back. Work on it. And the last thing, I do have a listener question today that I'd like to read. This one is from Sarah. She says, Melissa, I'm having an issue with my stepson. He has been living with us for three years and he is 17 years old. He doesn't do anything around the house to help out, doesn't have a job, and is constantly asking my husband for money. I'm getting frustrated because he has no respect for me or his dad. Every time I try to talk to my husband about it, he gets upset. So I really don't know how to handle this. Please help. Okay, so the first thing is you're dealing with a teenage boy. Most teenagers have a lack of respect and most teenagers do not want to help out around the house. And most teenagers are really good at being takers. And I'm not making excuses for him, but I just want you to know you're not alone with that. That being said, he is old enough to be working and helping out with things if he's living there and especially if he's asking for money. I'd like to know why is your husband getting upset with you? Is he at a loss for what to do? Or does he not see anything wrong with what's happening? Because he might be frustrated too, but doesn't know how to handle it. And he might feel in the middle. So he's frustrated. Boundaries do need to be set here. Call a family meeting. You could talk to your husband first about this before you bring his son in. But you and your husband need to set some guidelines here. At the age of 17, he is almost an adult and he needs to learn some responsibilities. Explain to your husband in a way where you show concern about the boy's future instead of putting it as if you're annoyed at his behavior. That might help. And set up some chores around the house that he must do in order to receive any extra money that he's asking for. And most importantly, help him find a job. Usually when a teen gets a job, they start to grow up. They have to learn what it takes to answer to a boss, to follow rules, and to handle their own money. So I hope that helps you and let me know how it goes. And that is all I have for you guys today. I've got to go get ready for this hurricane. I want you to remember that even though you may have some takers in your life, it doesn't mean that everyone is going to be this way towards you. Pay attention to who the takers are and who the givers are and try to spend more time with those who value you, appreciate you, and also give back to you a little. You deserve that. I hope today's show was helpful to you, especially if you do have someone in your life who seems to take from you and drain your energy. If you have feedback or tips, you can share them in the Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group, or you can email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I hope to bring you another show next week. That's the plan, unless we have catastrophic damages here. Look for my updates on social media. That'll be the easiest way for me to get in touch with you. Take care, everyone, and thank you for listening. I will be in touch soon. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. 
Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.